Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and proceed him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them. Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? And after they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. For our salvation, the Gospel of the Lord. The Jewish mystics have a belief that they call tikkun olam. It suggests that the whole human race is dedicated to the holy purpose of repairing and restoring the world. We restore the holiness of the world through acts of loving kindness and compassion. Everyone participates. It is a collective task. Every act of loving kindness, no matter how great or how small, repairs the world. All those ever born have shared this collective work since the beginning of time. Everything in life presents us with the opportunity to heal our world. It invests all our struggle with a deeper meaning and invites us to bless our world. When we bless others, we, see, we, we free the goodness in them and in ourselves. When we bless life, we restore the world. We bless life because life is holy, and we are holy as well. It, is often see, it often seems that the problem in the world is so large and overwhelming that 
these problems, they limit what we can do or accomplish as a single person or even as a group. And yet, we are invited to remember that being part of the solution is better than being part of the problem. Every act of kindness and compassion that we offer does make our world a better place and is valuable and valued by our God. It's interesting to notice in today's gospel, Peter walks on a stormy sea. He got out of the boat when the, the waters were chaotic and turning. He walked into the mess. <laughs> and in that context, he's a model for Elijah in the first reading, who was running from, uh, he had just killed the 400 prophets of Baal, who were the the religious priests of Jezebel. Jezebel took out a contract on his life, and he was running through the desert to the Mountain of Covenant, where he could renew his commitment to, as Peter did, get out of the boat and face it again. As I said in my introduction at the beginning, God at the Mountain of Covenant says to Elijah, well, get over it, Elijah. You've got more work to do. Get out there and get at it. And he invites us to understand that somehow or other, the only way out of feeling overburdened and heavy in our own problems is to help someone else, because eventually we forget our own problems and we move in the direction of caring for others. The mess uh, that we often find ourselves in is the way life often is. We can all remember times that we felt adrift and at sea. The storm speaks immediately to our own lives. Despite the stormy sea, Peter did get out of the boat because he trusted. He trusted in God to get him through. But it's hard to maintain trust when you're walking on stormy seas or when we're facing the myriad of difficulties that confront us day to day in our own lives. Each of us have in our lives examples of people who are a support to us, who reach out the hand with their strong faith, despite the turmoil the life has thrown at them. They give us courage, they give us strength. Their faith inspires us. We have people who reach out their hands to us and heal us, to restore us, to help us when the going gets rough. The Marinists of India, whom I have been asked to speak to you about today, have responded and understood the challenge of today's gospel. They have responded by developing 16 schools in India vocational and academic that serve the outcasts of Indian society, the untouchables, the poorest of the poor. These people live in slums characterized by poverty, overcrowding, and a complex web of family relationships. They deal with issues of child marriage, domestic violence, forced migration, and human trafficking. 
The brothers who teach them, who are all Indians, we began there in uh, 1981, and they are now independent. They are a group of 94 uh, priests and brothers. The majority are brothers. My community are two-thirds brothers, one-third priests. We joke that a Marianist priest is just a frustrated brother. <laughs> But they, they, they run schools and do social work uh, for the poor of India. The brothers teach them, but they also provide pastoral care, which is so needed. One of the lay teachers there said that he taught in many schools before he, but he never felt this degree of family spirit, love, and care in other schools where he had taught. The schools give hope to the parents for their children's future, and we all know how important that is. The children leave the schools not only with book knowledge, he said, but moral values that allow them to become strong pillars of Indian society. Over 97% of our students achieve the highest level of ratings on the government exams. The brothers do all this while keeping the tuition low, making it affordable for the majority of the students, enabling them to help the others financially with donations given. The Marinus brothers also train local teachers and work closely with the parents to provide support for their own efforts to develop employable skills, allowing them to provide their children with the financial resources they need for further education. The three summers that I taught in Bangalore to our young brothers, I visited the different slums where our brothers work, and it is a very impressive thing that they do. In the vocational schools for adults, they teach computer skills and English, both of which make them more attractive to hire in India because they do speak English. One of their former students now serves in the Indian Navy. Without the ability to speak English, he says he would not have made it that far. Some of the students are now college graduates and working at our schools because of the emotional and motivational support provided when they studied at our schools. One of, them one of their graduates said that she was able to read and to write and teach only through the efforts of the brothers. And now, besides her full-time teaching job, she is a first-year student in a Bachelor of Arts program. The women learn, learn tailoring skills. One of the women told me that she was able to make 7,000 rupee, which allowed her to take care of all the basic needs of her family. The brothers go out among the people to find out why a student dropped out, to find out about the family's financial problems so that they can help them financially. Some of the children receive trauma counseling 
when they come to our schools because they were abandoned by their parents and forced to live on the streets. During the pandemic, the brothers continued to distribute medical supplies, food, and educational worksheets to keep the students' minds focused on their lessons. In whatever way that you are able to, I invite you to join the brothers in their desire to repair and restore the world, to bring harmony and healing to the forgotten of Indian society. There will be a second collection uh, after communion, and I ask you to support that as best you can. Let us offer our own desire to heal our world on this altar, that we might be messengers of peace and reconciliation. The coming of God's reign depends on it. Thank you for joining us at your daily homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.